welcome on this Memorial Day weekend that we get to gather together. And today, before Pastor Kat Konanui comes up and shares the Word of God, we want to say congratulations to all of our graduates, class of 2022. We want to give them a hand? Yes, because that hey, that's a that's a an, an amazing milestone. And even for you as parents, grandparents, aunties, and uncles, all of you who supported the graduates, because now life begins. Yep. Many of us know that when we graduated, then the most difficult thing came. It was called life. Anyway, we're praying for you that uh, in your next uh, chapter of your life, that all will go well. Some of you will go off to college and uh, continue to further your education. Some of you graduated from college. So we want to say congratulations to you too. And on this Memorial Day weekend, it's interesting that sometimes we just celebrate the holiday forgetting what the holiday is all about. So we want to also thank and remember the men and women who paid the price so that we could live in a country that is filled with the freedoms that we have. So we want to honor them today. We want to remember the heroes that sacrificed their life so that we could build one in this country that we call the United States of America. You know, there are heroes that we find throughout the military. We find them even in our own cities where we live in our communities. There are heroes all over the place. Pastor Kat Kununui is going to talk about another hero that we also should never forget. Before she comes up, let's pray over our tithes and our offerings. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this opportunity that we get to give to you. We get to be a part of what you're doing. As you receive our tithes and our offerings, may you use it to further your kingdom. May more people come to know you as Lord and Savior. Our heart is to partner with you in what you're doing in this world. And we give with a cheerful heart. And as we do so, we're going to see you multiply it so that people find you. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's welcome up Kat Kononui, Pastor Kat Kononui, our chaplain, as she comes up and shares the Word of God. Thank you, Pastor Sheldon. And yes, congratulations to our class of 2022. Wasn't this year the first year, I think, since COVID that they got to actually walk, right, and have a ceremony? So for high school and college, congratulations. Like, how many of you have, um, are a graduate or have a graduate in your home? Raise your hand. All right, congratulations, congratulations. Con I say congratulations because uh, it's your graduation too, <laughs> right? For those of you online, right? Come on. If your child graduated, praise the Lord, right? Some of us like, whoo, checking to the last quarter. Yeah. <laughs> Are you still walking the line? Are you still walking? Okay. You know, but, but their graduation is your graduation. You know, when they do good, you do well. You know, you, you did well. And when they do not so good, that's the other parent's fault. You know what I mean? That's somebody else's fault. <laughs> but congratulations, seriously. And um, speaking of that, we have our, just a reminder that we have our Father's Day service coming up on, I always want to say February, but I don't know why, but June 19th. So June 19th is our Father's Day service. And Pastor Ben, guys, no joke. They're putting, they took it upon themselves to make sure that Father's Day was equal to or better than Mother's Day celebration. 
nah, you guys, you guys deserve to be celebrated. But they, I mean, they are coordinating like giveaways and um, extra special breakfast and just crazy stuff, fun stuff. So please come and invite those of your friends or family to come. And there's invitations on um, cards on the tables on the way out or on our app that you can digitally digitally send to people and invite them to our Father's Day service, okay? Just wanted to make sure you guys knew about that one. Um, today we're talking about a hero's heart. A hero's heart. <sighs> what makes a hero? Their courage, their strength, what they do, maybe able to... Uh, solve problems in a crisis when everybody else would be falling apart. The dictionary defines hero as a person of distinguished courage or ability, admired for his or her brave deeds and noble qualities. And then it went on to, somebody added and said, heroes come in many forms in life, ranging from one's family and friends to athletes to movie stars. A, a person's hero can change over time. I mean, that's true. I mean, I used to really love Wonder Woman. You know, and then she's fiction, though. You know, and then I grew older. Okay, I still like Wonder Woman, but she's not my hero. You know what I mean? She's not my hero hero. But um, what is a hero? And then sometimes what we can consider a hero may be circumstantial. What I mean by that is, you know, like a police officer can be considered a hero if someone's breaking into your house. Or if something bad happened, who do you call? You're going to call the police. But if you're driving down Saddle Road and you're speeding <laughs> and they give you a ticket, they're not your hero anymore, right? <laughs> or like firemen. Firemen, everybody loves firemen, right? They're heroes. They save lives. They put out fires. Until you want to burn rubbish in your yard. <laughs> or you want to do a bonfire on a beach. They're not your heroes anymore because they would give you scoldings. Maybe a teacher during COVID season, oh my goodness. I was like, teachers, you're my heroes because I never knew what you guys went through until I tried to teach at home. You know, so I was like, teachers, you're my hero. And we appreciated them. We said, thank you, thank you, thank you. Teachers are the bomb, yeah. Until one of them calls your house or emails you because your child is being naughty. And then we turn on them. Like, it's their fault. Maybe, maybe you had a pain in your tooth. You, you ever had a bad toothache or cracked a tooth, had something really sore in your mouth, and you're trying to call the dentist, calling the dentist, calling the dentist. Can you see me? Can you see me? Can you see me? Please, 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 please. I'll come whatever time, any time of the They see you. You're like, they fix your tooth. You feel better. You're like, thank you. You're my hero. And then... Months later, when things are okay, though, they're calling you because they want to do a checkup. And you're like, why are they bothering me? And you avoid them. Doctors save lives, right? Doctor can do surgery, take away pain, maybe help you. But then you get the bill. Right? It's circumstantial, some things. And not saying that, it, you know, that it's right, but we're human. It happens. On a smaller scale, my husband was my hero once because it was like hurricane season. There's a hurricane coming or whatever. And everybody bought all the toilet paper <laughs> and bottled water and all that stuff. And then my husband came home and he had in his arms 
the biggest pack of toilet paper I, paper I ever saw and canned goods. And I looked at that roll of toilet paper like it was a dozen long stem roses. Like, oh, thank you. You're my hero. I don't know what it is with me and toilet paper, why I have to have an abundance of it, but I do. But I just was like, you're my hero. Years later, I'm like, when's the last time you bought me roses? <laughs> right? It's circumstantial, right? It, when, when things change, we change. I asked some friends what they thought the meaning of a hero was. And one friend said, a hero is someone who sacrifices all and gives his all. Another person said, their safety is irrelevant because the safety of others is of more concern. Another friend said, someone who does something that others can do, but is unwilling to do, but they do it for someone else's good. And finally, another friend said, someone who expresses extraordinary selflessness in ordinary circumstances, not for accolades, but for the sole purpose of love. All great, great examples. And so this weekend is Memorial Day weekend. And of course, I want to take some time to acknowledge our military. So if you've ever served or are serving um, in the military, can you please just stand? Can you just please stand if there's anybody? Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Online, as you're watching, can you just, you know, do a shaka if you were in the military? You can even say what branch you served and whatever. We just want to say thank you. And we also want to join each other in a moment of silence. Can we just join in a moment of silence and prayer for our fallen heroes for Memorial Day weekend? Heavenly Father, we want to say a prayer and give thanks for the, our fallen heroes, the ones who gave their lives so that we could live freely, Lord. For the ones that left behind wives, children, grandchildren that they, don't get to, they didn't get to be with anymore. We say thank you. Thank you for answering a call to serve, to protect, to sacrifice, to be courageous, we also say a special prayer for the families of a soldier, a fallen soldier, for their lives were changed for, forever. Lord, bless them and keep them. We also pray for those lives lost in Texas, Lord. We lift all those who are affected by that tragic event to your love and your care, Lord, and for other acts of violence that is going on in this world, in our, in our own state, Lord. Please Bless and protect those heroes that are running to and towards the danger, not from it, and that are, have also pledged to protect, to serve and protect, Lord. In your mighty name we pray, and we all together say, Amen. Amen. You know, heroes may come in different descriptions or categories, but the one thing remains the same is the heart of a hero. The hero's heart. Each true hero we can think of has that, that heart to serve, to help, to protect. And a true hero, they have a special calling on their lives. I mean, they live a certain way. It changes their lives, and it changes their loved ones' lives as well. You know, my husband said that, you know, a person can, anyone can actually be heroic in a given moment, but a true hero lives that way every day. It's a way of life for them, and they live it every day. 
And how do we know? How do we know what a hero looks like? Well, I, we take a look in the Bible. There's heroes all through the Bible, right? And so let's take a look at some heroes, like Noah. Noah was living in a time where the world was going crazy, filled with violence, filled with horrible acts that God was upset, to say the very least, right? God was not happy. He was not pleased. And he, was, he made a plan. He was going to wipe out the world. But there was one man, Noah, one man whose life, he was for the Lord. He lived a good life, and it pleased the Lord. One guy. You know, in your family, you get that one good child. Were you that good child? Yeah, he was a good child. I mean, you get the one naughty one. You get the one good one. Then you get the middle child, right? <laughs> but whatever you were, you had that one. Imagine being the only good son on this whole earth. God is only pleased with you because he lived his whole life, not just had good days. He lived his whole life that was pleasing to the Lord. So the Lord gave him a mission, a specific mission, and Noah went to work. He went to work. So you can open your Bibles to Genesis 6 if you have your Bibles. This scripture is not in your notes, but I'm going to read from verses 14 through 21, the NLT version. When God gave Noah a very specific mission to build the ark. And it says, Build a large boat from cypress wood and waterproof it with tar inside and out. Then construct decks and stalls throughout its interior. Make the boat 450 feet long, which is about the length and a half of a football field, like a football field and a half long. That's huge. 75 feet wide and 45 feet high. Leave an 18-inch opening below the roof all the way around the boat. Put the door on the side and build three decks inside the boat, lower, middle, upper. Look, I am about to cover the earth with a flood that will destroy every living thing that breathes. Everything on earth will die, but I will confirm my covenant with you. So enter the boat, you and your wife and your sons and their wives. Bring a pair of every kind of animal, a male and a female, into the boat with you to keep them alive during the flood. Pairs of every kind of bird and every kind of animal and every kind of small animal that scurries along the ground will come to you to be kept alive. And be sure to take on board enough food for your family and for all the animals. Can you imagine that mission given to you? Build this huge boat. Take your wife, your family, your sons, their wives. <laughs> Some of us are, oh, I'll never. I'd leave them. You know, <laughs> but God told you, so you got to. And then on top of that, every kind of creature, I would leave behind some creatures. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> There's some creatures. I don't even know why they exist. Spiders. You know, like scurrying on the ground, I'd be like, oh, you didn't make it to the ark. Sorry. But, you know, he's. He was obedient. That's why I'm not a hero. Noah was a hero. He took all the creatures, right? He took all the creatures. And this next scripture, I want us to read it out loud. It's Genesis 6.22. I want us to read it together, okay? So there it is, if you can see, or if not, look in your app. So let's read it. Ready, set, go. So Noah did everything exactly as God had commanded him. Everything exactly 
exact everything the way he built it the length of it exactly 450 feet long exactly and he did everything you ever gave someone directions to your house and they still got lost or you you got lost you was like yeah 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 i know where that is yeah okay and then you got lost you ever gave somebody a grocery list with detailed information what brand how many to buy not the canned one the bottled one whatever it is whatever the package the crispy one the extra crispy one and they came home what with exactly the thing that you said and the brand you wanted not all the time not in my house anyway not in my house but Noah did exactly and he did it exactly the way God wanted he did everything that God wanted so he's a hero because you know that of course because of his obedience he was able to perpetuate the human race while everybody else got wiped out he was able to to save because God flooded the world so he's a hero and that's not a small feat which brings us to our first point and today we're going to do it a little different because it's Memorial Day weekend so please watch the screen for our first point I'm Alan Hiraoka US Army Reserves and heroes live purpose-driven lives Thank you, Alan. Yes, they do. They're committed and they don't sway. They have a mission. They know what it is. They know what their purpose is and they live life like that. Noah had a specific calling on his life. He had a specific mission and he was all in. All in. How do we know? Because can you imagine being Noah's neighbor or his friend and he's building this great big boat great big boat say you had a neighbor that lived in the middle of Waikoloa right dry nice weather can you imagine what they said to him I mean you guys have neighbors you guys have neighbors they know right when you're enclosing your garage they know when you put up an extra tent like oh what's going on you guys have a party they know when you change the color of your mailbox. They know, you know, when you have guests over. They know everything. Imagine building this large boat and what they must have said to him and come to him with, like, what on earth are you doing? God told me to build, imagine Noah. God told me to build this super-duper large boat. And I'm going to take my family, and I'm going to take every kind of animal on it. First of all, even we as Christians, when, when somebody says, oh, God told me, do we immediately go, oh, okay, or do we sometimes, we go, God told you. You sure? You know what I mean? But imagine that God told me to build this super-duper big boat, and I'm going to take all the animals. Because that was his purpose, and he stuck to it. He didn't care what they were thinking. And he did it exactly to how God said. His whole life was affected and changed forever from that. His, his family was affected. Mankind was affected by that. But he had a purpose. He had a mission, and he took it seriously, and he, and he did it right. And he packed food. Imagine packing food, not only for, for 
for your spouse and your family, but then your in-laws, and then all the animals. I mean, you ever went camping for three days, and you're the one that had to bring all the food? You know, you have people that camp with you, and they kind of just show up. <laughs> and then you're, there's times where you go camping, and you're the one packing musubis and spam or whatever it is you take on your, your camping trip, potato chips, and you got to get all the ice for the cooler, and you got to make sure there's enough for, how, many, how long are we going? Three days. Okay, so make sure there's extra this. Imagine packing a trip with, for enough food for not only your whole family, but your kids' family, and then all these animals. That's crazy. But he had a mission. He stuck to it. He lived by it. And that's why we say, wow, Noah, that's pretty cool. What is our purpose? Like, what is your purpose in life, you know? Are we living purpose-driven lives? And why is that so important? Like, what's the big deal? I mean, why are we here? Are we contributing to our community around us, our families, our coworkers, our friends? Like, what is our purpose? I mean, if you're, if you're still alive today, which most of us are, right? I'm assuming that God is not done with you yet. There's still a purpose for air still going in and out of our lungs. That God is not done. That there is a purpose. So maybe you can write it down somewhere in your notes or just, you know, maybe just later on, even if you're at home, you can, watching this online, you can scribble it somewhere. What is God's purpose for my life? And say a prayer over that. Like, really pray and just ask God, God, what is my purpose for my life? You may think you know, but we may be surprised because we always think we know what is best, right, until we ask God. But God, what is my purpose for my life? And we pray over it, and we ask God for his purpose because we want to live a life that is pleasing to God. So our next point, our second point, as we take a look at the screen is... Eric Shikitano, United States Air Force, munitions. Heroes stand for what is right, not what is easy. Thank you, Eric. Heroes stand for what is right, not what is easy. They do what others don't want to do for the sake of helping others, maybe, even if it's inconvenient or even dangerous. And the hero that I looked at for this one was David. David versus Goliath, right? He stood up for what was right. I'm pretty sure nobody else wanted to, but David did. And he was like a young kid. He was a young teenager, and soldiers dressed in armor didn't want to take on Goliath. But he stood for what was right because Goliath was disrespecting his God. So he stood for what is right, not what was easy. And even after he served King Saul, served under King Saul, and served him faithfully, King Saul turned on him because why? He got jealous of David. Everybody loved David. They sang songs about him, right? So King Saul was jealous, so he hunted David down and wanted to kill him. After serving him, he wanted to kill his servant. And they were hiding. They were hiding in a cave. They were hiding in a cave, and... So King Saul is looking for him. He finds him. Well, actually, what happens was King Saul actually went to use the bathroom, right? It's like, pull over. So 
so he went in, went into this cave. Little did he know that David and his men were hiding in this particular cave. And he passed by, he walked by David so closely that David was able to cut a piece of his robe off. That's how close he was. And the men were like, kill him, kill him, kill him. Right? But as we read in 1 Samuel 24, 5 through 7, it says, after he cut Saul's robe, but then David's conscience began bothering him because he had cut Saul's robe. He said to his men, the Lord forbid that I should do this to my Lord, the king. I shouldn't attack the Lord's anointed one, for the Lord himself has chosen him. So David restrained his men and did not let them kill Saul after Saul had left the cave and gone on his way. Life would have been easier, right? If he had just let them kill Saul. He wouldn't have to run anymore. He wouldn't have to hide anymore. It would have been so much easier. Be done with that. But instead, he chose to do what was right in the eyes of the Lord. He could have found a loophole. It was self-defense. Or, okay, the Lord said that I don't touch him. Well, my men can touch him. You know, they would have done it. You know, we find loopholes, right? When, when something is like, doesn't agree with us, we're like, okay, okay. They said that I cannot go there, but if I go there, it just so happened, this is what, you know, he said no, and he stood his ground. And it's so much harder, isn't it, when you're surrounded by people that are saying, yeah, yeah, it's okay, it's fine, it's fine. But he stood his ground for what was right, and he obeyed the Lord. Even though it would have been easier, life would have been easier after that, he did what was right. Our last point by video is... Aloha, church family. My name is Kiyoki. I'm blessed to be a husband and father to two beautiful children and proudly serve our state in the Hawaii Army National Guard. Point number three is heroes walk humbly with God. Heroes walk humbly with God. They can push forward because they put God first. Can we thank our military guys for, for assisting us with our, our points? And you know, these are guys that, you know, if I was ever to ask them to come on stage, they'd be like, nope. You know, and they, they're so humble because when I ask them to do these points, they're like, wait, I'm going to say heroes what? I don't want them to think that I think I'm a hero. And I said, no, no, no. Because you're, you served in the military. I want you to be a part of this service today to honor our military. And so just to give the points. That's how humble they are. That's, that's how humble they are. So in Philippians 2, 3 through 4, it says, Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves, not looking to your own interests, but each of you to the interests of the others. Sounds like some of the answers people gave me on what a hero is, valuing, valuing others above ourselves. And who does this? What hero specifically is the Bible talking about? It goes on to say in Philippians 2, 5 through 8, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Christ Jesus. There you go. Who being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be used to his own advantage. Rather, he made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man. He humbled himself by becoming obedient to death, even death on a cross. In Mark 10, 45, it goes on to say, 
For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. Jesus, our ultimate hero, our ultimate hero, walked humbly with God. He came to serve and he came for all. He came for all. And not only did he come to serve, but you remember how he rode in, right, into Jerusalem? People were screaming, you know, blessed is the king of Israel, the king. They're announcing him as the king of Israel. And how did he ride in? In John 12, 14 through 15, it says, Jesus found a young donkey and sat on it as it is written, Do not be afraid, daughter Zion. See, your king is coming on a donkey's coat. He rode in on a donkey. He is the Lord. He could have rode in on anything. Anything. Big elephant, 100 ostrich, a herd of ostrich, whatever, running in front of him. Make way for Jesus Christ. You know, he could have done anything. Me? I would have rode in on a lion just to make a statement, which is why I'm not Jesus. <laughs> you know what I mean? He's the Lord. He could have rode in on anything. But he humbly rode in on a donkey. And it showed that he walked with God because God is love and he walked with love. And he came with love for all. Even when he knew what was about to happen. Even when people were doubting him. Even when people were out to arrest him. Even when people were going to deceive him. He was in the Garden of Gethsemane. And he prayed to God in Mark 14, 36. And he said, Abba, Father, all things are possible for you. Take this cup away from me. Nevertheless, not what I will, but what you will. In other words, he knew. He knew he was about to be arrested, deceived, arrested, tortured, killed. Which, of course, he didn't want it to happen, so he prayed. He prayed. Just in case God would change his mind or something else could happen. A hero, no matter how strong, how brave, they don't want to be tortured and killed. You know, they don't be like, oh, yes, today's the day. Today's the day I get tortured, arrested, tortured, and then killed. Today's the day. Today's my moment, you know. No. He knew it was going to happen. He knew. And he asked God to spare him from this happening. That'd be great. But if not, if not, not what I will, but what you will. He put himself out there to humbly serve people and to serve God. Jesus is the ultimate hero. When it comes to being our shepherd, he was the one who took the hits for us because we couldn't. We could never pay that price. And even while losing his strength, his very breath, his life on the cross, he was still our hero because why? His heart. His heart still loved. And he still cried out on our behalf. In Luke 23, 34 through 35, it says, Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they do. And they divided his garments and cast lots, and the people stood looking on. 
But even the rulers with them sneered, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Christ, the chosen of God. But he didn't. He still died for us. He chose to die for us. You know what I think a hero is? Someone who lives with purpose in their life. Someone who stands for what is right. And someone who walks humbly with God. Jesus. Jesus. The heart of a hero is the most important because his heart was that all be saved by his sacrifice. It didn't matter what they did. It didn't matter. He still defended them. He stands up for us. He speaks on our behalf. You know, we look at the, the heroes in the Bible. Noah, Moses, King David, Abraham. They were all heroes. They, they all had purpose-driven lives. They all stood for what is right. They walked humbly with God. They did, and they saved many, many. But no matter the circumstances, no matter what, Jesus, his heart was to save all. To save you. To save me. So therefore, Jesus is my Lord, my Savior, and my hero. Amen? Amen. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you so much for your heart to love us. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for, for taking the hits for us. Thank you for being our ultimate hero. And maybe there's somebody here, Lord, that doesn't know you as their hero yet. And they're saying, I, I want you as my hero. I didn't know all this time what significance it was. Lord, let's make a way for them right now. So as we say this prayer, if you've never received Jesus as your Lord, your Savior, your hero, let's say this prayer now. Just repeat after me. And for those of us, maybe it's been a while, and we're not even sure if we accepted Jesus as our Savior. Maybe it was a long time ago, and you're like, is he still my Lord and Savior? Well, just, let's just say it all together, just to support those who are saying it for the first time. So just repeat after me. Oh, Lord Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross. For my sins. I believe in you. I trust in you. Please come live in my heart. Be my Lord. Be my Savior. Be my hero. Wash me clean. And make me brand new. In your name I pray. And Heavenly Father, that's our prayer today. That's our prayer that all can be saved, Lord. And we thank you for, for this moment that we got to be together. We thank you for, for being our hero, our example, that we can cry out to you when the world is, is going crazy, with so much violence, with things not going the right way, Lord. We can cry out to you. We can come to you. We can pray to you. We can put our hope in you, Lord. So thank you for being our Lord our hero. In Jesus' name we pray, and we all say together, amen, amen. Can we congratulate those who accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord, Savior, and hero? Even those of you online, please let somebody know that you have, 
And after this, I will be at the yes table in the fellowship hall to meet any of you that have said yes. Now, today is Aloha Sunday. Whenever there's five Sundays in a month, we call it Aloha Sunday, and we pray over our, mission, our four square missions. It's a special missions offering. In case you're like, what does the missions go toward? It's worldwide. We have missionaries. Our denomination has missionaries all over the world in places preaching the gospel. So let's take a look at this short video on what Foursquare Missions is. Hello, Foursquare family. I'm Travis Malonen, and here with my wife, Alexis, we are Foursquare workers in Krakow, Poland. And we are doing a lot of work with the refugee crisis coming from Ukraine, uh, which is only about 150 miles to our east. Just a couple days ago, we were at the border, uh, serving by handing out different essential needs, uh, talking with people, connecting with them, hearing their stories, and helping them understand where to go next, and having uh, conversations with them, just hearing their stories, loving on them, and helping them get to the next safe place for them. Our next step is to actually rent a pretty large house in the northern part of Krakow. We're really super excited about the partnership that Foursquare Disaster Relief is helping us, along with uh, Serve the City, which is a nonprofit we've been running here for the last seven years. Uh, and it's an international uh, organization too, so we have many different cities throughout Europe. This is also in partnership with Foursquare Europe. Uh, we will be able to host a lot of families, actually uh, including a volunteer center, training center, and a place that people can connect and really help uh, minister to the, the surrounding neighborhood. Uh, so we're really excited about this opportunity. And it's going to be a fantastic place uh, that will allow people to settle for a while and even move on to other places in Europe through the network that we've created through FDR and Foursquare Europe. We ask that you continue to pray and support us and give to Foursquare Disaster Relief. This is a very long-term marathon and we are here for the long-term. So let's say a special prayer for our missions offering. Heavenly Father, we just thank you for those missionaries, that those people that are on these missions to all over the world. You called them and they said, yes, I will stand for what is right. And they have that purpose in their life, Lord, and they walk with you. So we pray over each of them all over the world, Lord. Take this offering, whatever we give, multiply it immensely to help those all over the world in need, Lord. We thank you and we praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. So the way to give a special offering, if God puts it on your heart, is a missions offering. You can do it the same way that we've been doing it, whether it's on our app, um, on our website, or with the envelopes in the back of the church. What I would suggest is in the comments, if you're doing it on the app, is in the comments, put missions offering. And you can specify, like, for Ukraine or Texas or whatever, and then we'll make sure it gets to the right places, okay? And on the envelope, if you're doing it on the envelope, just write it on the outside of the envelope what it's specifically for, if you want to do that, okay? But just put mission so that they know it's a separate fund that it goes to, all right? All right, so you guys have a wonderful uh, Memorial Day weekend. Be safe out there. I know it's kind of, the weather is not cooperating with the people who plan to go to the beach. Sorry about that, but, you know, we can still have a wonderful day in the Lord. Um, we'll see you back here Wednesday night at 6.30 p.m., or next week, Sunday at 7, 8.30, 10 a.m. Those of you online joining us, thank you so much for being here. We love you guys. God bless you guys. We'll see you next time. Bye.